magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. You know, it's really funny. We just um, had a little glitch in the beginning um, when we were saying the opening. And right before I was thinking, we should probably just record that opening and then... Just it's, always have the same opening. Yeah. I know. Because we always do have the same opening. So it's why have the exact we re- same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could just leave the one we just recorded for next time. Yeah. I don't know. You could ask Brett if that's easy. I think it is. I think it is. Anyway, hello, everybody. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Welcome. Mm. We hope your Mercury retrograde is going okay so far. Mine is so far. I was just going to say it's real Mercury retrograde vibes, what just happened. Oh, with what just happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it did just start. We were recording this on Friday, like a couple of days after it started. Yeah. I will say on the day that Mercury went retrograde and the day before, there was somebody impersonating me on Facebook, which was not cool. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. it's no. down now. But uh, yeah, they like asked all like, I don't know. It seems like they asked everybody who is follows my author page to be their friend and then was offering people free readings. It's very, very weird. Why um, would they do that? I don't know. I don't know why. But you it know what? It seemed kind of Mercury retrograde to me. That's really weird because I do you, you know Mark Marin? He has yeah. WTF. He I was watching something he was doing and he said that happened to him. That someone oh. just went on to impersonate him and he was like, What's the end goal there? Are they asking for money? What are they doing? Yeah, and I don't know. It's very weird. And it seems weird it seemed weird to me that Facebook allowed it. It was like my exact picture. And people who were not living, I assume, in the same region as me, I don't know. But it's down. It's okay now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling more the Mercury and Scorpio vibes as much as any retrograde situation. What would that be? Describe that. Well, that would be shadows, the underneath stuff, the old stuff, like, especially, like... Well, and this may be combined with Libra in relationship and how how I'm treating myself, like like really delving into, and I guess this is retrograde, like how I'm treating myself, the old ways that I treated myself that don't feel good um. and having that come up to be cleared out so that I can be more loving to myself. Yeah. But but really like looking at that so it is very retrograde. The shadow work stuff. I don't know if I've gotten into that so much yet. I definitely the oh my gosh, the weekend before it went retrograde, I became obsessed with clutter clearing. I rearranged my office. Oh yeah, you wanted to talk about this because I I mentioned it. Yeah, she was telling me about it before (laughs) we started. I'm like, you need to stop and we need to talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) Because you were wondering what I cleared. Yeah, because you have so I just am always wanting to know what else is there to clear in your house? Well, there were, um, I started to feel like my office was cramped. Mm. It's just like, uh, there's just so much stuff around me, which really it's not, it wasn't that I got that much stuff out of here. It was that I rearranged stuff. I removed a rug 
that felt really busy to me. Mm. I was just like, oh, get that rug out of here. I just wanted no rug. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. I got rid of some books because I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to read. I'm never going to open these again. And I need, I want more room on my bookshelves. I moved some stuff. Like I didn't need to have my, like just rearranged what was stored and what was out Uh and I went through my closet and I got rid of like a bunch of you know like Uh old socks and Uh just like oh I know I haven't worn these socks for a year or Uh Uh um coats that don't just the I'm uh-huh. like I don't really want I don't like to wear this coat uh-huh. I realize now it's uh-huh. I used to but now I don't you know uh-huh. stuff like that so I mean it Two was questions. like ended up being a couple of bags full it wasn't like a ton I but see. it feels different to me right all of the stuff you just mentioned I would have assumed and this is good for people to hear about clutter clearing I would have assumed you would have done all of that already Like as I go? No, see, I feel like it goes in waves, you know? I mean, every time I clear clutter, I usually will find a few books, Mm. a few socks, a few outfits. So you keep Um, going through it. It's like, oh, three months have gone by. How do I feel about this sweater right now? Exactly. Now, have you ever... lifelong... It's a light, like a, a revisiting all the time. Because to me, it's like, oh, I went through my socks last year i I, i've decided i know my style i know what i like i have a feeling it hasn't changed since last Uh, year yeah no it for me it does change stuff changes and the second question have you ever regretted it like has there ever been something you've given away where you were like oh i wish i still had that yeah Hmm. Mm -hmm. but i i i feel like i liked when I read uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, I liked that Marie Kondo was with me on this, where it's like, yeah, sometimes that happens. It's okay. It's okay. fine. You know? It's like, uh, you get over it. And I, I feel like it's like, that. if that's going to happen sometimes, I think that's the lesser of the two evils than mm-hmm. living with, like, so much stuff that I feel overwhelmed or... Yeah. It's, just a, it's a feeling I start to get, even if I'm like... Like, I feel like I did a big clear, clutter clearing at least maybe a couple months ago, yeah, but I still I got too. the feeling. So I'm like, it's time uh, again. Like okay. some kind of change has happened and I need to look through it again and rearrange stuff and organize it. I do look at my dresses a lot because I don't really wear dresses, but I love them. And I have a, kind of a lot of dresses and I look through them, but I never want to give any of them away. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, everyone's different. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. like some people try to have the rules of like, if you haven't worn it for a year, you need to get rid of it. Uh, I'm like, I feel like those rules, it's more for me, there's an energy, an energy to something. Like I can feel, and sometimes I don't like to be honest with myself about it. Like, oh, I can feel this thing is bringing my energy Uh, down, but I just got it. Or like, I uh, really want to keep it. But then I have to be like, nope. I can feel oh. it's not I look at it I don't feel energized yeah. oh interesting see if that were me I would be like I'm gonna give it a couple months and then yeah. see if I feel energized yeah. yeah I mean I do that sometimes something okay. like that well I think this is good because people ask about clutter a lot and mm-hmm. um it's and a favorite I, topic and, yeah yeah and you love it too. love it I love really it really I would. I just really someday want you to come over and just get at it. Or you like, want me to clear your? Well, plate? not clear it, but I want you to look at it and like show me. Because here's the thing: of all the people that live in this house, which is me, Brett, and our two children, 
I am the one who notices the clutter the most. Mm-hmm. And I don't notice clutter very much. So mm-hmm. I'm the only, yeah, I notice clutter and the most out of everybody here, but even I don't really notice it. So that's why I would like for you to come over and I would be like, this area to me feels clutter free. What do you see? Oh, yeah. You know, I'd like someone who has an eye for it. Just like, what do I sense? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sense. Maybe like that's in what my I need house, though, I like, I again, everyone's different, but it, for me, it's like, <laughs> Is there a, any drawer in the house that has gone o- more than a few months without me going through taking everything out of it and only putting it back in if I it's not cluttered? Like that that's just I, I start to feel stuck, I feel overwhelmed, I'll feel like distracted if I don't if it's not like, oh yeah, no no, I've I know what's in that drawer. Like I fully, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I if, there's just drawer. something about Mm-hmm. The energy of it that feels really important okay. to me. Last question, I promise, <laughs> and then we'll get to biz. Do, is, do you ever feel like, I like this, I'm on the fence. Like, I'll come back to you in a month, sweater, and I'll see yeah. how I feel about you. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like, you have to decide now, yes or no. I'll do- okay. I mean, if it's like, if I'm not sure, I'll yeah, I'll keep it. And knowing okay. I'm going to be revisiting this at some point I anyway. See. You know. Because Brett's an actual hoarder. I mean, not really. I won't allow it fully, but I, d- I he mean, is. That, not, huh? I mean, an actual hoarder. I feel like okay. that's when you can't move around your house. Oh, you yeah. Have no, to no, jump no. Over well, things. I would never allow for that to happen. But like his office and the garage was like that. He's been mm. slowly going through it, but you can't walk through that garage. For, as yesterday, I did walk through it and I was like, oh, boy, I can move in this garage oh. now because I don't pay any attention to that garage. And, like, his closet completely just cramped. Like, no, you can't. I mean, his office closet. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mean, allow good, it for I think, our, to have let pet partners have their own space. Like, yeah. pet studio. Yeah. I don't, I, like, I'm like, you dust it when you're ready because like, all the little oh, knickknacks well. and stuff. He oh, has, yeah. And like, yeah. Uh, that's. Well, this is our house. The dusting, we, we've already discussed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, when I say he's an actual hoarder, I mean, no, but it's just like he does not like to let go of things. Like like from when our kids were little, there would be like 10 drawings that my daughter did in a row that day. And I'm like, please, let's just – I'll keep one. And he's right. like, but look at that oh. part. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's yeah. going. And the pained look on his face as oh. I throw them out. I mean, he's very sentimental. I think it's a cancer thing. Maybe yeah, that's that, what I was thinking that too. Like the um, emotions connected to these items. Yes, like they so have an aliveness, much. and he wants to protect them. Yes, kind of. yeah. I, I don't. I don't have that. Yeah, but no, my I mother don't was a cancer, and she was not sentimental. I was thinking about you the other day because I, when I was clearing clutter, I I saw my box of pictures and keepsakes. It's uh-huh. this big. This is how big well, it is. Tell tell the audience oh. they can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's smaller than a um than a shoebox. It's okay. much smaller. Like okay. what would how would you say? Like of the oh. size of a very mm. like a like lunchbox a, size. Okay. A little smaller than a lunchbox. And okay. that's all my photos I have of, from all over the years. From my entire life. The only photos wow. I have saved. Physical photos. And then wow. like maybe there's like my cat smokes um collar. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only, and then maybe like a card that Ted gave me when we first met or something Aww, like it's like that's cute. very, yeah. very brief. Very brief. 
<laughs> That's interesting. Well, I have two big, like, shoebox size. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's not huge. So it's not so much. Yeah. And a lot of that now, if it were just me, it would be one. But a lot of it now is like also the kids' things that I think they may want someday. So that's probably why it's two. So it's probably one for me, one for this. I don't have that much. I'm not that much. Yeah. It's more like I'm missing. Okay. Let's go. What cards did we pick this week? Yeah. Okay. So this (laughs) is when we talk about the cards we drew last week, you know, for the week ahead. And um, we talk about how our how that worked out for us this week. And last week, you drew the nature card from the Atlantis deck, which was like being in harmony with nature. Mm-hmm. And I drew Soften the Edges from my Magic of Flowers Oracle, which is the mermaid card about, you know, kind of reducing stress and taking it easy and taking the edge off. I forgot that it was the mermaid card. Wow, that's very interesting because... Um... I did a trade with Tanya Richardson this week, who's our friend who is amazing. I don't know if she's taking new clients anymore, but if she is, you should go to her. And um, you should read her books. She oh, definitely book read her books. Um, Self-Care for Empaths is her new one. right. Um, it's a really great book. Um, but she told me, the angels told her, at the very end, she's like, the angels are telling me that you have mermaid energy. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then after that, I read something else. It just keeps coming up, mermaid. and Because I didn't oh. brush it off, but I was like, that's interesting. I've never felt like that before, but I could see how it applies. And then mermaids keep coming up. Ah. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, so did you relate to the cards? Um, you know, I realize in the Good Vibe Tribe this week, too, it was like it came up. It was like a message that came up was walk barefoot on the earth. Mm. And I'm realizing I kind of haven't really done that. And last week we Mm -hmm. talked about that connecting with the elementals. Like, I mean, I've spent a little bit of time outside, but I'm going to need to do that today to catch up on connecting with nature. Mm -hmm. Um, But softening the edges. Yeah, I could feel that ever since I cleared the clutter. I have felt much less stressed and overwhelmed, Mm. just kind of more um, centered and... um, just kind of clear, clearer. Mm, what about that's you? That's good. This was a very big week for me. <laughs> I oh. feel like this week could have been like a year. Well, I'm just realizing all the things that I discovered and learned. It was a real like learning week. Uh, yeah, me. yeah. I have been learning a lot. You too? Yeah. Oh, the Kabbalah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I really started delving more into somatic learning. And Ooh. I even like applied to do a training like to a three-year program. I oh, mean, my it, goodness. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get in, but um, it would be like th- basically they do, I think, three modules a year. So it's like a week, three weekends or something. Yeah, cool. I mean, I've been like really obsessed with it. And we're having um, one of our upcoming guests is going is a um, somatic therapist. And I've really just been, I don't know. So part of that is um, – where I actually think I learned it, I might have been from him, our upcoming guest, Louie, but it, he talks about um, co-regulation and, and how um, co-regulation is when you get 
your sense of safety, like you get regulated, you help yourself get regulated after you've been, you know, triggered or had trauma or just, you know, feeling upset from another source outside from a safe source. So it could be a person. For me, it's my cats a lot of times. And he was talking about nature and how nature can be a real co-regulator for people. So I was really feeling that. Um, And I totally forgot that was the card. So it's really interesting. Yeah, that's what I was feeling. That that was kind of even the concept of that exercise with the elementals that I talked about last week was um, feeling like where, how much of this or that element are you resonating with and which ones could you use more of? And like Mm -hmm. that being part of the process, not just connecting with the elementals, but also like feeling yourself become regulated and balanced elementally. Yeah. Yeah, and using nature to yeah to help yeah. yourself. Um, so that was interesting, and then also the softening. I mean, yeah, I will talk about it in the energy report, but because I was feeling it too, like this real like merging with the I I the shadowy part that where I'm not being kind to myself. I kind of did it on purpose. Like I was like, I'm gonna like how you maybe you do this too anyway but how you do it with clutter that's what I do with emotional (laughs) issues in my life like I'm like is there any emotional shit coming up here that isn't that I want to clear any sense of it in my energy field and then I'm like I'm gonna greet it head on and um I think I was talking about it last week about Instagram how I was feeling triggered by a couple weeks ago and so I was like, I'm delving into it, every, all of my insecurities, anything coming up. So that the softening of the edges was really about like, I mean, it was a lot I had to deal with. And then there was some merging and I had a hard time like getting centered. And then I did, thankfully to my guides, thanks to my guides, I got a lot of light from them. Mm. Something else I'll talk about in the energy report. Anyway. And um, that helped a softening of the edges, so I wasn't being hard on myself. Yeah. Yeah, I also felt like I had a lot of success with resting. I mean, mm. after my big clutter clearing thing, then it snowed here on the weekend. It was really pretty. Yeah. And Solo has this little perch by the window, and I was like, <laughs> I want to sit right by solo at that perch so I arranged chairs and stuff so I could be right by him looking up out the window and reading and watching the snowfall and it was like just really a blissful blissful relaxation it sounds like you had a great week I yeah I did I, I revisited Twin Peaks. Oh, I've been watching wow. that again oh, so reading wow. I've been those have been my relaxation things reading Kabbalah watching Twin Peaks again well, I'm still, I'm still knee deep in Chesapeake Shores. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and also I'm watching it way too late, though. I haven't been sleeping as well. Like I haven't been tired until like midnight, which oh. I don't enjoy. I want to go to sleep earlier. But anyway, that's what's happening there. Yeah, I also, if anyone wants to write in or maybe on the Facebook page or something, the podcast listener page, And I wonder if people have things they do for sleep, like to help them sleep, aside from meditation, which I do. I think this may be actually like a hormonal thing. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking more about that, like herbs and stuff. 
I don't know if you have any thoughts. Uh, various things work for me at different times, but definitely at like at this age, I do. I am like I. I don't know. I did everything that helps me sleep, yes. and I still like sometimes just exactly. still don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah, like so. all the meditations, and it's still like this buzzing in my body. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like I need some different herbs. But, anyway, um, Epsom salt. Epsom salt baths. Oh, are, yeah. You, yeah, those are really... Come on, I live in a bath, especially yeah. this time of year. Oh, I love it. Um. Okay, so what do we have next? Next, we have... Uh, we want to ask you to please review us on oh, yes. iTunes. Um, Thank I you. mean, is that... No, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, on it's Apple, Apple Podcasts. Pod. Mm-hmm. And or anywhere you listen to podcasts, we would really appreciate it if you would write us a review and natasha has something to promote so do i but I maybe do. you can start oh well first i just want to say about the apple podcast just that it gets oh. people to um see uh, find us the more that yes. we get rated the more we i guess move up in visibility somehow so some algorithm uh, who the hell knows what's going <laughs> on <laughs> but we appreciate it and we're really grateful thank you so much for everyone that's written us a review i don't have a ton of things to um promote but i'll just say i still do have the energy tune up from last week which was very powerful i think it seems like people really felt it this extreme connection to source one person told me they had never really felt their guides before but they felt their guides presence and their love and like this connection to to source and you know not being alone which still seems to be a thing that we're all kind of feeling a little bit so um so yeah if you would like to do that you can go to i have the recording so you can buy the recording and it's um you can go to my website highestlighthealing.com to i think it's it'll be the button on the front page you can sign up for it and what about you well, I would like to mention that I have a new ebook. It, the paper oh, yeah. copy is also coming very, very Ooh. soon. I mean, maybe a week or two. But this is called The Little Guide to Love Magic. It's a short book. It's everything you know need to know in order to do successful ethical love magic plus spells. And you can find that on my website, TessWhitehurst.com, and also on Amazon. It's very exciting. Thank you. And just another real quick little plug. Yeah. The 2021 Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner is also available through my website and Amazon. Well, that's great. We need to start planning for new times, a new day. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, great. Well... What did we do now? Are we going to listen Question. to a voice? We got, yeah, listen. we have We're a so voicemail. happy we have a voicemail. We love <laughs> voicemails. If you would like to call and leave us a voicemail, the number is 828-333-7181. 828-333-7181. Don't let that voice stop you from leaving us a voicemail. And <laughs> we, we love questions. And I don't know. It's just fun to hear them there. Okay. Yeah. So let's listen to this one. Hey, Tess and Natasha. Well, first off, I just want to thank you. I can't remember now how I found your podcast, but it's been, it's brought so much good into my life this year. So I have a lot of love and gratitude toward you for that. Your advice has been so helpful, but even more so just feeling a part of a community during quarantine. It's been just really useful. (laughs) But okay, on to my question. So I've always seen forever, like, these shadowy figures maybe and I didn't grow up in a really 
spiritual family necessarily or people that even believe in any of the things that I believe in now. So I just assumed there was something wrong about it and pushed it away. It scared me, and so I pretended that it wouldn't happen or it wasn't happening. But now, as I open more to these things, um, to my practice and divination and all of that, I am curious to know more about what it is. And I see them more. So sometimes I'll see like a little orb of light. That isn't necessarily like scary to me anymore. Um, but more often I see like a shadowy figure, either human shaped or maybe more like smaller, like an animal shape, like a cat or a dog. A lot of times out of the corner of my eye, but sometimes not out of the corner of my eye anymore. <laughs> and I wonder, like, do you have a concept of what that would be? Do you think it's spirit or um like I still feel kind of nervous about it when I see it but I feel like it's maybe my fear of the unknown but I wonder if it's something that you know is it something I should send away or like is it something I would try to communicate with do you have a sense about that I just I feel like because I'm so new I I don't really know necessarily like what is a positive presence or negative presence and I wonder if you have tips about how to like make that determination so thank you so much okay well thank you for that question um do you want me to go first or do you yeah you go first okay okay so I will just say you know it's interesting before I started doing readings I had never heard of the term shadow people before had you yeah, I've heard Hi. about it here and there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so um, I have removed or, you know, asked some shadow people to leave. Um, but the thing is that term, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way, it's just vague, you know, so I'm not, I can't say um, for sure what yours is um what's going on there i will say that um like for instance i've talked about this before but this one young man came to see me his mom actually called me um to <laughs> she was freaked out about it and i was like oh boy what's gonna happen here and then he came to visit and he's like i'm just really annoyed they're annoying <laughs> and then it turned out they were just aliens who were doing a little research and they were hanging around a lot and and he saw them as shadows um, so I simply asked them to leave and then they left. <laughs> um, and so I guess the bigger point of that is that I have always found whatever kind of quote unquote entity is around, um, they can only hang around if you really give them permission. Now, I know that some people like, for instance, in his case, he was like telling them to leave, but he was real. Um, he didn't have great boundaries in general. And so he, I think that was part of the problem is, and he was a like double Pisces or something. So he was already seeing like, he was seeing a lot of things. Um, that yeah. Were, it's like the, the, uh, doors were, the boundaries were wide open for him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very wide open. So, um, in his case, and in many cases, it's a boundary issue. It's just like, oh, I'm kind of letting everybody in. So I just need to be in neutrality 
um, about it. Not like, oh my God, I have to shut my boundaries, but just like, oh, I could use better boundaries, you know? And mm-hmm. so then, you know, you can call in Archangel Michael, who's really great with protection, as you know, Tess, and just like calling him in, call, just seeing your aura as having strong boundaries, making a real, a real, um, point to just say, you know what? No, I don't want anyone else in my space or around. Can you please leave? Thank you. You can even imagine a switch outside your space and turn that switch off for permission, like permissions on, permissions off. I feel Mm -hmm. like I've mentioned that before. Um, So yeah, so unfortunately, I can't tell you exactly what that is. But if you feel uneasy um, about it, then that's even more of a reason that maybe it's a call for you to have a more, um, for lack of a better word, religious um, meditation practice. And I don't mean actually religious. I mean like more um, mm-hmm. dedicated, like yeah. to just be like, okay, I'm going to, I need to do this every day and be real clear. It may just be a call for you to have clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure about the orb. Again, I can't, I'm not one of these psychics who can... I never call myself psychic anyway, but I never, not one of those people, I don't like to read in unless I'm actually doing a reading. So I don't know what's, I I don't want to look at it unless I've been given permission. I'm in a reading space, you know? Yeah. Um. But so I'm not sure what's going on, but I think either way that that advice will be helpful. Yeah. You know, I kind of think they might be fairies. I kind of have a fairy uh, vibe here. Doesn't mean you necessarily want them to be in your space. I mean, this is just in this case, not in all shadow people cases. I feel like they're kind of like my sense with shadow people. I think that you're right that it's a kind of an umbrella term. And my sense with shadow people is that... um, that it could, like Natasha said, it could be a number of things. It's like, but I think that it's like you, so when someone sees shadow people, they, it's like a sense of another realm, which could be aliens, could be fairies, could be ghosts, could be like a, just a different plane, like Great beings point. on a different plane. Great point. So, so yeah, so maybe I think everyone's different and you could, you might like to tune in and see. Because like when I, I remember when I first, um, when I first started writing books and I, um, I wrote the Good Energy book and I talked about spirits being always being something you want to clear. And mm. then I met my friend Amy, I mean Annie, sorry. <laughs> then I met my friend Annie. And she, uh, Annie Wilder, she wrote books about her haunted house. She has a haunted house. I've mentioned her before. Mm. But she talked to me about how she has a unique relationship with spirits where she loves living in a haunted house. And she and she felt like her house is like a portal. It's like a, kind of a dimension where spirits are moving through on their way mm. to somewhere else. And that she felt like it's part of her life purpose to live in that space mm. and to support them in like wherever they are. So I started to realize it's not in all cases like it's not a one size fits all like always clear those spirits out of your house like maybe clear them because you it feels like they're stuck and they want to go but also like the the shadow people could be a gift that you have where you are wanting maybe you like to communicate with fairies once you you know investigate it and 
work with it and discover what it is. And maybe I'm wrong about the fairy thing. I just kind of do get that sense though, that it's like a connection to that realm. So, but when you investigate it, you may or may not want them to be in your house. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see. Well, it sounds, fairies, <laughs> see, now I, it's funny because I didn't interact with fairies a lot before you, before we start talking about them a lot. I still don't interact a lot, but I have a new understanding of them. I can feel them now. I understand. And they do feel a lot to me like guides in the sense that there's helpful ones and not helpful ones. You know, just like with guides, it's like there's some guides that are there. They're enlightened and they're there to help you. And then there's just like kind of hanging around, playing around, (laughs) not really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I see what you're saying, like. Maybe they are helpful fairies. The reason why I was like, you know, set up boundaries is because um, she feels uneasy with them. But she can still have boundaries and communicate and investigate. Yeah, I think that it's always a good idea to um, to come from a place of, you know, knowing you're safe. And yes. that, because then that can help you investigate your gifts, too. Then instead of just like, okay, no, let me just clear them out. Like, then you take a moment to be like, okay, knowing I'm safe, calling on Archangel Michael, surrounding yourself in light. Then what is that? Like, what is what is that gift? What is the message here? Like, what, is, what a, just kind of like learn yeah. more about it. And then you can do what you want from there. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. That's a great point. Yeah. I think it's... um. Yeah, I agree with you. I guess it's just like some, I do think that you and I have had a lot more experience with this. So it would be a lot easier for, obviously it would be easy for us to do it. So I think, but it may, in the meantime, I would just say she should still keep them. Yeah, just try, I like everything you said, just investigate it, but as long as they're not in her space. Yeah, and just calling on angels. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of the this time. I think I mentioned this on the podcast when I was in San Francisco, which gives me this the creeps. San Francisco. Oh yeah, really you told me creeps that. me out. Yeah, yeah. and I grew it, up there, and I don't, I don't really. Sorry, San Francisco. It's listeners. only in San Francisco, not in the surrounding areas. Like yeah. the city of San Francisco I feels know. very spooky to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was in mm-hmm. a hotel. And in the night, middle of the night, I just was like, holy shit, what is here? Like, I just Mm. felt so unsafe. It was this feeling I just never get. Mm. Anyway, I just kept calling on angels, called on Archangel Mm -hmm. Michael, just kept on doing that. That, I feel like that's what anytime you feel uneasy and unsettled about a connection to the other realm, you just can continually do that until you feel safe. And then, you know, you can do that. And then if you want, investigate. You don't have to, but if you want to, do it. But I was fine, you know. Yeah, of course. Like, That's I survived. Angels. <laughs> oh, God. Worried about the end of that story. But angels um, are not like guides and fairies in the sense that all angels are positive. I've never, as far as I've known, I've never met an angel that I was like, eh, you shouldn't really be here. Yeah, I even think, I, I even think of them as... Um, they're not the same type of thing. Like, I feel like fairies and ghosts, they have, like, personalities, sort of, where angels, they have, they're, like, a channel of energy. Yeah, where we might kind of think of them as human forms to help us kind of just conceptualize them but i feel like they're more like these divine rays of wisdom and healing that you're accessing as a like a magical person 
Some guides are like that too, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. my guides are like that. And I mean, there's an aliveness. It's not that they aren't alive. And yeah, yeah. it's just that it's, it, I think maybe the absence of ego would be a way to describe it, that they know yeah. they're not separate. So it's just a different kind of vibration. Yeah. And the ascended masters are like that. And like I said, my gu- a lot of guides are like that too. There's just also guides that are not like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's not true about angels in my experience. Yeah. Same. Um, okay, so let's read a question from Katie, who says, Hi, Tess and Natasha, I have a question about becoming a money magnet. I have about $200,000 of student debt that I've been experimenting with the law of attraction and money spells with. I've noticed that one great fear stands in my way. I'm afraid that by asking for this much money, I'm asking for one of my family to die and leave it in the will. Writing this out sounds wild, but I'm filled with so much fear that if I expect this money to come to me by any means, the means could be sinister. Do you have any insight to replace the fear with love and trust that will not be the case if I expect such a large sum of money? Thank you so much. Oh, this is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Do you want? I can start or do you want to yeah, start? Go ahead. You okay. So um, I know that not this exact feeling, but I do know the feeling of tapping into uh, like a current of magnetizing, you know, manifesting something and then feeling fear. Mm. Like maybe I know what the fear is. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I feel afraid of this or that because, you know, of this. But sometimes it's just like, I don't know what I feel afraid of. I just feel fear when I tap into manifesting what I want to manifest. And often stepping into more abundance is connected to just free floating fear, Mm. even if it's not specific. Mm -hmm. So um, what I do when I encounter that is I like, well, I do the violet fire Mm. visualization, which is um, there's you can I'll put a link to it in the show notes Mm -hmm. so I don't go into too much detail. But there's like a a beginning visualization that you do in order to begin in in the way I do it to begin working with the violet fire where you call on the goddess and the god and you envision them directing light towards you like blue light and red light and it becomes violet fire and it's transmuting flame which transmutes any and all stuck or challenging energies into pure positivity and blessings. So feeling fear, I'm like, oh, there's fear there. Knowing, like the author Starhawk says, where there's fear, there's power. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that fear shows up when you want to manifest something, that there's power that it's even coming up because you have this ability to let go of it and open up to what you want to manifest. So it's like, oh, there's the fear. I feel the energy of it. And then I call on the violet fire to fill my body, to fill my aura. And I envision, you know, every time the more of this energy I can send into the fire, the brighter and more positive the fire will become I'll be transforming it into blessings so that's one dynamic that I work with of shifting fear into power Um, but I also there's also a dynamic that I just call offering it up which is just like Mm -hmm. oh here's the fear let me just kind of offer it up like Mm -hmm. feel it and let go of it and hand it over to the divine to the angels Mm -hmm. 
So those are the, the dynamics I would work with because then that can, don't fear the fear. Don't force it away. Mm-hmm. Let it be there. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, there's that fear. And then offer it up or transmute it because then you're going to be shifting into a space where you're open. And and I'm, I can sense that there will be a space that you open up to that is like, ooh, I am open to receiving money in a way that it feels great mm-hmm. to me. There are so many possibilities for how that may come to me and I don't need to know what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of feeling. And P.S., Tess and I are working on a manifesting class for yeah. in probably in January. So, And you can get on the waiting list at yes. magicmondaypodcast.com. That's right. What I want to say about that question real quick is my feeling about it is that um, – I even though I just said I don't do readings in a non-reading space, I did just kind of tap in just to what I think is there's some underlying fear underneath that of both one not being able to handle the money and two um, like that it would be so overwhelming. She'd have so much money and then she wouldn't be able to handle it. And then also a fear of like being alone, like having money means being alone. Like she could have all that, but then the, she'd have to be alone. Like there's a, you can have what you want, but there's a mm-hmm. price for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, money has so many stories. We can, we yeah. have tell ourselves so many stories. About, yeah. I mean, we can. Yeah. About money. So sometimes it's good to just, um, depending on how you feel about it, it's, it is good to just explore a little bit, like maybe free journal it out, like what are all my fears about this? And then offer that up, like you were saying, to source or whatever, into the violent fire, um, so that when you're manifesting and then you feel that coming up, you have a sense of like, oh yeah, that's because I'm worried um, I have to pay for the money that I'll be alone. Okay. Uh, give yourself compassion for it and you know like that's I'm here that's just a fear you know that's a fear and um you know basically just giving yourself love for it and then give it up to source yeah you know you could also really tap into the vibration of what does it feel like to not have any student debt and to know that you paid it off in a way that feels great to you. Yeah. It was it sounds, that exact vibration. Yes. You know? It does sound like she's already doing that kind of stuff. But then that, I mean, maybe not because um, she's been experimenting with the law of attraction. So, yeah, that is a great idea when you're attracting something to feel it in your body. How do I feel? Oh, my God, I feel so free. I feel relieved, whatever it is, and really feel into that. Yeah. But, and then you compare it. Like, you can not Mary. compare, but Mary you can like them. link it to mm-hmm. the feeling of like, oh, and it was in such a great way too that that, that debt disappeared. Yeah. I like with debt too, there's a um, affirmation that Florence Scovelshin has for debt, which is there, mm-hmm. there's no debt in divine mind. Mm, I like that. Nice. To just ima- I mean, it's just an yeah. illusion. It isn't even real. And I will say, though, a lot of times why we get to a certain level of money and then we have a hard time going past it is because of whatever this belief is underneath it, you know, like in this case, possibly that she has to pay, like she can't have at all. She can either have her family or money. So, Uh and we do also get comfortable too with certain levels. It's not just like, oh, we're afraid of the bad stuff. It's like, oh, but this is, 
just feels like this is who I am. You know, like that mm-hmm. I can feel that sometimes is like, ooh, yeah. if I had more money, who would I be? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know myself. Right. Know? And then give yourself compassion and like, and then sh- you could show yourself the possibility. This is who you'd be mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. Okay. We have one more question from Amy. It's a feng shui question. Who's, she says, I have a question regarding feng shui. According to the Bagua, my money corner is in my master closet. I love the closet. It's one of the things that made me want to buy my house. Any tips on using feng shui on this area? I try to keep it neat and orderly, but that's difficult, especially since I share it with my husband. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, well, um, you could paint it purple. Ooh. That's an idea. Closets are fun to paint um, to match a bagua area because Mm. it's not really something people think about is painting the inside of their closet. But if you know about feng shui, um, why not? You know, why not? And purple is a – I'm really seeing this closet as purple. Mm, Nice. (laughs) But that's a really nice – like I've had – when I did feng shui professionally, I've – I mean, this I've recommended this in a number of bagua areas, but I remember in particular – one woman who had her closet in her fame and reputation area and she painted it red and mm-hmm. it looks so cool. Like mm. it's just like a red closet filled with clothes. And I think a purple, real pretty purple color would be really nice. I mean, you could also light if it's not already lit in a really pretty magical way. Mm. You could find some lighting that looks really affluent to you. Anything that creates a feeling of affluence but that deep purple in the closet, I think that'd be really good. Hmm. My closet, you can't even see the walls because, or one wall, I guess. Um, That just makes me wonder about what I'm thinking about my closet now. The guy that used to live here, um, the it was a family, but the guy, he died and then she sold the house. Um, but he was like a, he would make things out of wood. I was going to call him a carpenter, but I don't know if that's all he was. But anyway, he made this mirror with this pretty wood, you know, frame around it, like a full-size mirror, and it's still in our closet. But part of me is like, I wonder if I should get rid of it because it's like his, their energy. Like if I need to move anything that used to be theirs out of here. What do you think about that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, what do you feel about their energy? Oh, is that all I have to – that's what I was thinking. Like I don't feel – it's not like I feel bad about it, but then part of me was like, I don't know, part of me feels like energetically, it's like, okay, they're gone. This is my house now, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that all of that is just what you want to tune into. It depends. Because, okay. I mean, it is, they did live there too. Yeah. Predecessor energy is definitely something to tune into. Like, if you know about who lived in your house before, if you know about their lives and their life conditions and their vibe, then it's interesting to know, like, how much yeah. energy do you want to clear and how much do you want to concentrate on shifting the vibration in specific ways? Yeah. Um, if you know, if you don't know, you know, that's well, a kind I of a non-issue. They're not, I mean, he maybe he, he might have been, he was like a prison guard, I think. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you tune into it, if you look at it and you feel the energy of yeah. it, just okay. see like, what is, what do you get? You yeah. Get it out of yeah. there or not? Yeah. I haven't, that's the thing is I haven't felt bad about it when I think about it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I don't know. All right. Well, this was a big clutter clearing episode. Not that it's over because now no. it's time for the energy report. 
have to know. That was a really good transition. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not just the song, the transition. The transition. Yeah. Yes, it, just it was. Really, now that I've called attention to it, maybe not so much, but <laughs> still. Um, okay, so... The energy report is when I talk about the trend of the energy that I'm feeling for the week ahead as well as what I've noticed for my clients and myself and a bit of astrology. Not that I'm an astrologer, but just keeping that, adding it in. So, um, you know, it, it is like what I was talking about before is a lot of I've noticed a lot of people was feeling were feeling a lot of what I was feeling, which was... Um, this merging of the shadow um it was maybe even more I don't well I was gonna say a lot of people maybe didn't have the language for that I feel like I'm saying a lot a lot anyway um but what I noticed was it was hard to find this distance between the witness the loving witness the all larger part of ourselves and the part that's that feels like shit basically you know the ego the inner critic or the inner child that's feeling really sad or overwhelmed or unsafe or whatever it is um it's been kind of taking over for people um so one thing that my, what I'm going to offer up is, oh my gosh, my guides have just really been giving me a lot of light. And I'm not sure, it might be because I've made a point to do the practice every single day. And so now it's like they're really, you know, up in it. <laughs> um, but basically I was doing the Mer- Merkaba and now they're just like saying like, I don't really need to do that whole Merkaba. They're just going to give me the Merkaba. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I've just been really charging myself with this light. And what an exercise that they showed me was I was and this is what I'm going to recommend is filling up with light. Um, I got very charged with light. So as much light as you can while, you know, feel and feeling good and being full of light. And then pick a time in your life. They've been working with me a lot with timelines. Like they keep showing me timelines and healing ourselves throughout the timelines that you can do this. This is very totally. Yeah. yeah. Which I knew before, but it's even more like how they've been showing it to me. It's like, oh my God, I I feel it instantaneously. Oh yeah. The healing. So pick a time after you fill yourself with light, be in a bubble of light. You can feel your aura just pouring with light and then pick a time in your life. When you are, you maybe don't like yourself or you're hard on yourself. If I don't know if you have this, but like <laughs> a friend of mine sent me a link to, uh, no, like like a screenshot of his old Friendster profile. Do you remember Friendster? I remember hearing about it, but okay. I wasn't like a yeah. part, part of it. Okay. Well, <laughs> he sent it to me because I had written something funny on his. So he wanted to show me and I guess he's like a coding person so he happened to still have his friendster profile and then I was like oh my god the thought of my friendster profile was like made me feel kind of like a little icky like kind of shameful like ooh, I cringe to look at that and and I was like I don't want to have that feeling about myself at any time in my life you know I'm me why am I cringing at me I love me (laughs) need to love you know I need to love me at all the ages so I they were in this meditation I was full of light and then I saw myself at that age and I just 
brought that self into the bubble of light and started feeling this compassion for myself and this love for myself. And, and then I went back to even further to an even what I felt cringier time (laughs) in my early twenties and really just like gave myself so much forgiveness and love. I mean, I was around a lot of people that were very unsupportive of me. Yeah. Um, and really affirmed my low, um, my low self-image, you know, that often happens when you're, whatever you're feeling about yourself, you will get mirrored in your environment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so then it feels like, oh, well, obviously this is true because everyone else is, treats me like this, you know, or feels this way about me. So I just brought in those two time periods and really filled myself with love and light. And I felt so much better afterwards. And then, and then I realized like, that had a really lasting effect, this healing, because Mm. there were certain things I was feeling, there was something I was feeling intimidated about. And then I was like, I don't really feel intimidated anymore. And I realized it's because I was like carrying around and we all do this carry carrying around our past selves with us, you know, Mm -hmm. they're with us. And if we are not, if we're ashamed of them or, or, you know, trying to push them away, then, then, obviously we're rejecting ourselves but we're not whole we're not able to like really come to a how do I say this just a full complete loving experience of ourselves you know yeah and like not acknowledging our our pain too because that reminds me of uh, Akasha clearing that when I work with people I look for ages when certain traumas came up and Uh, often I'll be like well, so then when this happened, you know, this really hurt you in this specific way. And at, at first I'll be like, ah, uh, I mean, I guess so. And then when it's like, no, but, you know, and I'm really like, no, but you didn't feel supported. And this was like actually really painful for you. You like just kind of being like, let's really look at how you felt then and have compassion for you at that age. I think that's yeah. such a powerful way to yeah. work, you know? Yeah. A lot of times people will do that where it's like. This, it seems like you're like, just for instance, your dad wasn't. Um, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have so many more examples. I've said this before, but there's so many more examples. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he like was never around or like, I don't know, gave me, was verbally abusive I guess about these things yeah. I'm like well yeah that's abuse you uh-huh. know I yeah mean, like and then yeah. we have because we have these stories that mm-hmm. we can have these stories that's like oh my dad is he's a great guy so yes. or something that keeps yes. us from being like but that really hurt when that happened yes or yeah I said that really poorly but like they'll be like that my dad used to tell me I'll never be good enough or like 99 what percent wasn't good enough where was the 100 percent and then I'm like okay that counts as yeah <laughs> Yeah. So whenever we, that's funny. I was talking to someone else this week about that, um, that when saying like, oh, but they're good, but that's like a good person. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we rob ourselves of our own pain, of feeling our own pain, of, of healing it. Yeah. Or even stories like societal things that hurt us that like, oh, no, yeah. it's well, everybody who was a woman yes. who's my age had to deal with that, where it's like, okay, right. but you dealt with it and it yeah. hurt you. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and and I'm even talking in this specific way of just like feeling rejecting of yourself, not even just the pain, but of like, Ugh, yeah, I yeah. don't like myself at right. that time. We, and now, okay, I'm I like myself more. But 
But if you still look back at that time like I was and being like, Ugh, then there's that's a whole missing piece there. That and it's conditional. It's like, oh, yeah, now I yes. like myself because I'm less embarrassing than I used to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But really, and, and I feel like I've said this before, this is really on happening the last couple of weeks but like the more you can have this compassion for yourself then you can forgive other people it's like oh well that person must really be feeling bad you know if they right. treated me this way they probably felt terrible too yeah you know that's where they were I've been able to forgive a lot of people from my past the more I'm forgiving of myself and loving of myself yeah and it's not like I was holding a ton of grudges, <laughs> you know, we all have had bad relationships and yeah. um, being able to just be like forgiving. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's the energy report um, homework for the week. If you shall like to do it, just fill up with light and then imagine it outside of your aura. Like you can see like kind of a timeline, like picture yourself with that and then bring yourself into the aura that time period and fill yourself with love and light and that's it i love it okay now it's time for practical magic i have to say i think that was a good transition also oh yeah do you think so <laughs> i okay. mean it was not as great as mine but all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay so actually this is so interesting because i think practical magic for this week does match basically every single thing we've talked about up till now and really? I yeah I didn't know I mean I was looking at the calendar I was looking at the astrological aspects I was mm -hmm. like like hmm, this 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 and it was just like no and then I drew a card from a Colette Baron Reed deck I have and then it was like ooh, it's this and this is so this is the dynamic for this week for us to work on is to align with spirit in order to heal our uh, not heal <laughs> in order to get into to lock into the vibration of abundance mm, so it's like everything we've i know saying. it's like so to explain and i do think this has to do with mercury retrograde somehow in scorpio it's probably because it's aligned with our sense of deserving like the shadow work of that but um it's like when I think when we do a spell or a ritual or a manifestation kind of exercise, we might often think of that we're working in this realm that's like on the surface of the planet, like the mm. just kind of directly out from us, like what maybe we're working with herbs or, mm -hmm. um, you know, some kind of charm, mm -hmm. um, which we can do. And you can, this can even be a part of what you're doing this week. But the dynamic for us to remember is this is not, it's not like we're conjuring up some abundance from outside of us that we don't actually mm -hmm. deserve. We're just kind of working with the elements around yeah. us to artificially increase our abundance. This is like the dynamic is to really strongly tap into the universal flow so you can imagine this as like diamond white light that is connected to infinity that mm -hmm. is coming down um into you can imagine it as coming down into the crown of your head into your energy field you can imagine tapping in your 
your home tapping into that flow too, mm. like anchoring it into the core of the earth. But it's like, you can also imagine it as like a restructuring force. It's like just more and more, the more light you call in, the more you're locking into this natural divine alignment. So you're remembering your divine self and you're uh, remembering that it's part of the divine plan for you to be prosperous Mm -hmm. setting that intention opening up to that perspective mm -hmm. because that's also that it's also that perspective that that we can't have from our little human brains of how's the money come gonna come to right. us yeah no, it's like we you're can't tapping that. into the i don't know but the divine aspect of me does know so that, yeah. this is that does it is this making sense? Do you have any questions totally. about this? Totally. <laughs> no, it really makes sense and it you know it really relates to our that question about manifestation I too know. because it's yeah. like it isn't it's not like she has to just have choose which abund how is she going to be abundant, you know? Right. We, none of us have to make that choice. It's we already are abundant because we're part of the universe. So bringing that in consciously, like we're a part, is that what you mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's you're not artificially creating it. You're tapping yeah. in more and more to this flow. And so then it's not necessary. I mean, this does not mean like, oh, then you just sit home and the money flows to you. It means like you might be naturally inspired to do a certain thing, to take a certain action. Maybe it will. Flow. Maybe you'll get yeah. it in the mail Maybe from some <laughs> investment yeah. that you forgot yeah. you've made or something. But who knows? Yeah, we you don't know. know. But you may it may inspire you to take action in a certain way. But it's just remembering that dynamic. And you can do this. I, I think that a good way to um, bring this in is to incorporate it into your daily meditation your daily magical work is just and how would you that. do that just remembering it i'm like part well of the abundant... as as part of that i think that this is should be an important aspect of people's magical hygiene practice mm -hmm. is connecting to the cosmos and the earth so yeah, you know even if you're whether you're doing a chakra clearing or aura cleansing or a shielding mm -hmm. that's an important energetic dynamic so whenever you do that you can remember, like, you can even imagine your chakras lighting up, your whole energy field lighting up with and set the intention, like, I am opening up to my natural flow of abundance. I am abundant. I deserve abundance. Abundance yeah. is my birthright. Like, getting into that flow in that way. You know what else I like about that is um, – uh, that we that it, that is the natural flow for us to receive. It's kind of like what we were talking about before a couple of episodes ago about receiving compliments. Like oh, yeah. it is natural, and when we block a compliment, we block the flow. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the universe wants to give to us. Mm -hmm. They want us to have this flow, but there are sometimes we do block it. Sometimes with no, I'm not good enough, or no, I can't have this. No, I don't deserve this. No, I won't be able to handle it, or whatever. It or I'll be different if I. But if we're just letting that go and like, no, I'm a reflection of the universe. I'm a part of the universe. Then mm -hmm. then it can flow to us. Yeah. And if you do I notice those fears coming up or insecurities or worries, then you can be like, oh, good. I'm like feeling this. I'm acknowledging it. Now I can let this go. Maybe you want to explore it. Maybe you want to set the intention to let it go. You can always ask for divine help so that the process, whatever your process is of exploring it and letting it go is, you know, divinely aligned also. Mm -hmm. And always be compassionate with yourself. That always yeah. helps the flow. Yeah. 
All righty. So that was, are you? That was practical that magic. That was it. Yep. Great. <clears throat> well, why don't we do our housekeeping, if you don't mind starting while I get an Oracle deck. Okay. So you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find uh, free spells and rituals and guided meditations. And you can find me on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and on Instagram at Tess4444. And you can find us at MagicMondayPodcast.com. That's where you can find the show notes. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast, on Facebook at Magic Monday Pod. And you can also find the Magic Monday Podcast listener page on Facebook. And where can we okay. find you, Natasha? You can find me at HighestLightHealing.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter. You get free meditations when you do that. And... Um, can you hear me okay yeah okay um and you know i have a bunch of classes on there and you can schedule a reading with me on there and on instagram at highest light healing that's okay. where you can find did you already mentioned where to, to call us and leave us a question no i did not please that's great we love it and yeah give also, us a call yeah and <laughs> and you can ask us a question on magic monday podcast Dot yeah. com. There's a little ask a question thing if you don't want to call. And what's the phone number one more time? It's 828-333-7181. All right. <laughs> well, I okay. just picked the Akashic Tarot again. because Oh, yeah. There. I also picked the Magic of Flowers Oracle again. Well, you wrote it. And it's I wrote great. it. And it's available where you like to buy books. Yeah. And it's really great, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. Okay, I love it. shall I start? Yeah. I did draw okay. one. Okay, go ahead. I drew chrysanthemum, which is so perfect for fall. It's a fall oh, flower yeah. and it's shine light in the darkness. So this is a shadow work card. Mm. Um, as, mm. as a fall and winter Perf flower, chrysanthemum prefers to bloom when the light becomes diminished and the length of the days begins to wane. And yet chrysanthemum is deeply aligned with the sun. The name chrysanthemum comes from the Greek word chrysos, which translates to gold flower. Chrysanthemum's wisdom is about shining light into the darkness, solving mysteries, piercing confusion or muddle-headedness with the bright light of clarity, raising flagging spirits, and generally bolstering energy during times when it would otherwise begin to wane. The appearance of this card may have to do with dispersing depression with brightness and optimism, traversing heavy or dubious energies while encompassed in a shroud of bright protective light, looking deeply into the shadows to solve a mystery or claim a form formerly disowned aspect of yourself, or reviving yourself with a boost of clarity, vitality, and energy. So shadow work and calling in the light. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good one to do the energy that really aligns with the energy yeah. part. Yeah, because when you that's yeah, because a lot it, when you're lost in the shadow, it's really nice to bring in that light and that love for those shadowy parts of you that you've rejected. Mm -hmm. So I picked the King of Scrolls from oh. the Akashic Tarot. It's an interesting one. So a man holds a scroll as he looks across a well-groomed garden. A number of scrolls lay on the garden bench next to him. He is the King of Scrolls, a man of learning. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he can be helpful to you in a number of ways. This man may be present in your life already. If not, you'll be meeting him soon. He may be an author, teacher, or communicator who will assist you in some professional way. You know what's interesting about this? I just have to stop. I was listening to Molly McCord. Um, she's uh, an astrologer that we love. Um podcast and she was saying that there might be i forget why in the astrology but that some that there will be a teacher coming in that that you can learn from like that's indicated in the astrology yeah really interesting okay yeah really interesting test (laughs) the way i said that Okay. He could also be a friend who brings wisdom through his own studies and spiritual practices. Be open to the guidance this man offers for it could help lead your life in exciting new directions. Does he have to be a man? Let's just say, a. let's call, call this a person. I don't know. I know it's the king of scrolls, but as with any of the king and queens, the king of scrolls may also be a new love interest for you or for another, depending upon his location in the spread. His wisdom, may, his wisdom is compelling, and there are likely to be many interesting and lively discussions. This card may also represent you or someone you know who is longing for deeper understanding and a greater clarity of thought. Now is a great time to pursue new interests, perhaps even enroll in some classes, attend a lecture or two, a position in, a position in teaching, counseling, advertising, writing, publishing, or the like may be on the agenda now. A treasure trove of discovery is waiting for you. So let your mind and your life soar. But I feel like you were making fun of that this time. <laughs> I just—I was trying to be animated and like give it a little personality, and then it maybe sounded like I was uh, <laughs> making fun of it, but I'm not. Well, I feel like it was really Mercury retrograde aligned. I mean, the two combined, Mm because I feel like the King of Scrolls is real Mercury. It was like communication stuff. And then the shadow work card is, and even like Scorpio Mercury retrograde kind of vibes. I agree. Yeah. And also the teaching, which is something we've both been feeling, like the the learning, learning, learning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So much learning. It feels to me, I'm just getting this now, like this week really is, and, and, learning learning and excavating like that scorpio getting underneath things and really excavating getting to the truth getting to yeah it feels very rich right and how like i cleared clutter and you did that mentally and that that's Mm -hmm. kind of our go-to because that's the that is the the clearing clutter feeling for me is i know that it's going to be reflected in some Mm -hmm. way and clearing something out emotionally or energetically yours feels less taxing to me so i think i'll try that i also have been um wanting to clear out my bathroom so i'm gonna do that all right recommend it everybody have a great week and let us know how it's going for you we like to hear from you like yeah check in yeah on the facebook um what is it listener Magic page Monday you pod. know or, yeah, or all the places page, instagram but, wherever you want to do it you know yeah. just do it drop us a line all right have a great week everyone bye rug out of here. I just wanted no rug.